Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, March 16th. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy Ray G. And we are excited, we are happy that y'all joined us and woke y'all ass up for this show brought to you by our good friends, Prize Picks. Make sure you tap in, link in the description, promo code WAKEUP. We are up, at least I'm up, I don't know what Jay's up, I'm up 43 units since the All-Star break, which is good, which is good. I'm not a professional bettor, but your boy GQ's doing all right on the bet, so make sure you tap in, NFL Futures, MLB Futures. Uh, NBA prop bets. We got the playoffs coming up. March Madness. They're giving out discounts. Kyrie Irving dropping 60 points yesterday. Jay, Kyrie, 60. I mean, that's just, every time he plays, 50, 60, him and KD. It's a good, that, 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 that Brooklyn is pushing, man. Brooklyn is pushing. You think they got a shot? You think Brooklyn has a shot to win the East, go to the NBA Finals? I think they have a shot. I, th- I think so. You know, I okay. think they need Ben Simmons to win the East. But I think the bigger statement here is that Kyrie is making a statement every time yeah. he hits the floor. Yeah, he he is, is telling New York, you need to get me in the building because I could drop 60. I yeah. could drop 50. Next game, he might drop 70. He's playing yeah. in the fourth quarter, and their team's up 40 points. Again, he's only playing in half the game, so he's got to make a statement every time he plays. I get it. And I think the stat was KD and Kyrie, first teammates to ever go back-to-back 50-point games 50. in a row incredible what can you say yeah. other than incredible um but even hitting the bets i don't want to talk about my bets right now i don't want to yeah. talk about them they haven't been good to me i hit a couple good parlays some same games but again the futures are where are where i think it's at i got the mlb future with tatis which i'm very happy about now that he has his wrist injury so we'll see but we're going to talk nfl man lots of news yeah, breaking yeah, yeah, yeah. every day free agency galore nuts so so i gotta i gotta tell y'all real quick though i gotta tell y'all real quick OGQ was up late I went down the rabbit hole that is called YouTube, and Jay, I was up, I shit you not, for an hour. There's a guy on YouTube that has 33,000 subs, and do you know what he talks about? Like, do you know what his topic of, of review is? And I was on there watching it for an hour, because I am anal OCD when it comes to, like, purchases. Like, I want to do all this research on shit that I buy. Like, I, I need to know everything about it. Do you know what it was that he reviews? I'll give you, I'll give you, I will give you $1,000 if you can guess. It's something that, that I have and I've talked about on the show recently. I'll give you a thousand, no bullshit. I will send you a thousand dollars right now if you can guess. You get one guess what I was watching reviews on last night. XLR cables. Oh, no. Good guess. Good guess. I was watching Damn. reviews on wallets, bro. On wallets. Oh, okay. There's somebody that what was, reviews What was he wallets. talking about with wallet? What was he well, talking re- about? Well, the reason why is because, you know, I told you I drilled a hole in my wallet to put the AirTag yes. on, right? Because I couldn't find it. But there's a wallet. It's it's made by Frenchie Company. And it has like a, it's like premium leather. And it's got like a holder for the AirTag built into the wallet. And it's really like modern and it's slim. But I was up all night watching this dude review fucking wallets, like all night long. And next thing you know, it's like midnight, 1230. You know, I go to bed at like 830, 9 o'clock at night. So I say that to say I've already down the double espresso. Um, I was watching wallet reviews last night. He is a fantastic content creator. And I just wanted to say, follow your dreams, folks. There's, there's nothing out there that people will not search reviews for. I was floored at how many people follow this guy. So whatever it is, GQ motivation of the day, follow your damn dreams. You want to review wallets, shoestrings, hand sanitizer. I promise you there's a market out there for it. Um, yeah, don't know. I just had to start off by saying that. 
because I was up late and I thought the people should know that if you want to review a wallet, a billfold, trifold, uh, go check this gentleman out, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. The terminology and everything, you're picking up on some things. I learned. It's funny you I said grew. that because I... To me, the first thing that you probably thought is like, damn, he's got more subs than me. Like he's talking about oh, wallets. And he's talking about wallets. Proof that, that, yeah, I'm like crazy. looking around, what can I fucking review? Uh the, the what what can I do a review on to, to get some subscribers, man? So if you're listening to this or you're watching it, I, there's a lot of people that watch this shit and I know they're not subscribed. So if you're watching this, the least you can do is subscribe. Just hit the thumbs up button, like it, subscribe. Damn, help me get more than the wallet guy, man. I feel like this is this is good content. There's more people are checking this out than wallet guy. Like, let's get it going here. All right. What well, where's the news, Jay? What we got? So yes, I don't, hold on. Shane said Shane said, hold up. Shane said, did you buy I did. I I, I bought the I okay. bought the there was a limited edition version where the interior oh, was red leather. Bougie so it's a GQ, black, of it's course. a black exterior. With the yeah, there was it was only ten dollars more. You get the limited edition or you get the standard. You gotta go limited edition, dog. It's black and red. I'm very excited. Um, they charge you twenty dollars for shipping. I didn't care. Bring it here. I need this wallet. So, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So I don't know if you want to go through everything, but I think I'll just start going through the news, and you can stop me if you want to talk about certain topics. Uh, the biggest topic, of course, is Deshaun Watson. It's reported that the Carolina Panthers believe that the Saints are the front runners for Deshaun Watson. And then as well, uh, Diana Rossini from ESPN did tweet out that it's the Browns, the Saints, and the Panthers that presented trades to the Houston Texans that were approved by the Texans and ultimately set up um, meetings with Watson. And then the Atlanta Falcons as well have a meeting today, but it was actually Watson who reached out to them. He's a Georgia boy, went to Gainesville High School, and then apparently was also a ball boy for the Falcons when he was younger. So he has a bit of a relationship with Arthur Blank, the owner. So we'll see what happens. But that meeting is today. So we may have a Watson deal on the horizon today. And then out of Atlanta, uh, some bigger news. Russell Gage, the former yeah. Atlanta wide receiver, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or intends to sign with Tampa Bay Buccaneers to replace Chris Godwin. Yesterday we said, Tyler Johnson, no thank you. Where are you at with Russell Gage? I have to imagine you're a little bit happier about the situation for Tom Brady and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now with Russell Gage in the fold. Yeah, man. I think this is a great signing for Tampa Bay. I do think that at some point the community will overreact a little bit and propel Russell Gage's value maybe a little bit higher than what it should be. But I believe, what did he get? What did he get? Three years, $30 million, And there was no kind of S like it was – He's getting his, he's getting paid. Like there's no kind of hidden Antonio Brown twists in there, anything like that. This is good for Gage, man. It's a player that I think I don't know if we talked about on the show, but I talked about somewhere else. I think it might have been with Kyle Yates, but he was one of the players I was really looking forward to seeing potentially return yeah. back to Atlanta. You know, with Calvin Ridley being out, I thought he was walking into 120 targets back in Atlanta. Uh, I think he slots right in in the slot in Tampa Bay. Uh, R.I.P. Tyler Johnson, R.I.P. Scotty Miller. Uh, Russell Gage is stepping in, and he's going to be at least the number two option for Tom Brady until Chris Godwin is back. So Mike Evans is probably happy. Uh, you know, keep keep some of the safety o- over top from him. Uh, Russell Gage should feast inside the slot. And you know, I, I listened to a lot of people yesterday say that six K is not out of the realm of possibility for Tom Brady. That seems quite ambitious in my opinion that's what they're saying with this defense being diminished not as good as last year tom brady yolo tom just like all they want to do they play fast the pace of play is fast they want to throw the ball again quite ambitious he had 5300 passing last year yeah i mean 55 5600 passing yards for tom brady it it seems preposterous to think such but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe not without Godwin, but I think this is good for Russell Gage. This is a good deal for Russell Gage. Yeah, for sure. And then another corresponding move that the Bucks made yesterday, uh, they traded for former Patriots guard Matt Shaq Mason. So another player that Tom Brady's familiar with, he played with in New England, um, headed to Tampa Bay to help bolster that offensive line. But the other thing that we saw yesterday was J.D. McKissick signed with the Buffalo Bills on a two-year yeah. $7 million deal. So we expect him to be the complement to Devin Singletary. What ends up happening in Buffalo? I guess we don't know because the draft still could change oh. things for us. But Oh, we know what's going to happen in Buffalo. I mean, Devin Singletary was not good on third down anyways. Zach Moss was not good at all. This is, this is very bad for Devin Singletary. And I know it wasn't a ton of money 
for J.D. McKissick, but he is going to be on the field on third down situations. Now, what is the third down pass catching running back role worth in Buffalo? I'm not sure, but, you know, Josh Allen, yeah. third third and three, he's not checking it down. He's running that shit, man. Um, but this is not good for Devin Singletary. I thought Devin Singletary played very well down the stretch of last season, but this 100% signifies this dude is going to be on the field, two-minute drills, hurry-up offense, third-down situations. It's going to be J.D. McKissick. Devin Singletary, a small undersized slow two-down grinder I mean that's it's unfortunate for Singletary because he did play well but that's what this means that's what this means for Devin Singletary and this is the time for Antonio Gibson to to realize and fulfill the prophecy right the Christian McCaffrey David Johnson prophecy Uh, I, I still think they could be in a market for a veteran running back I doubt they go in the season with just Antonio Gibson and Jarrett Patterson but Antonio Gibson the 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 potential for him to finish as a top five running back in points per game this year, it's no better time than now than to do it. Now, I don't know how Carson Wentz factors into that with checking down the running back, but J.D. McKissick was a problem. He was a thorn in our side, in our Antonio Gibson side. So we'll see how this plays out, but this is very, this is good for Antonio Gibson, at least better for Gibson than it is Devin Singletary. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, uh, people are talking in the chat about Zach Moss. They're calling him Devin single carry. Um, I kind of always expect Oof. him to be that primary rusher on the Buffalo Bills. It comes down to his touchdown ceiling. And again, it's still much lower with Josh Allen in the fold. We do see a super chat here. No question. Just wanted to remind all the f- the Falcon fans <laughs> about the 28 to 3 blown lead. Never forget who that baby Rojo just, Fish Saints fan just, flaming Falcon fans in the chat. Just, oh, just super chatting to troll everybody. I fucking love it, man. I love it, man. He is a member of the squad. So he is a he is a loyal patron. So you, those super chats come through, man. Just trolling the chat. I love it. All right. Uh, so right. The, uh, the next one's going to hurt a little man. bit depending on how you feel. Uh, uh, Randy Gregory man. was supposed to sign with the Dallas Cowboys five years i believe it's 70 million dollars or 65 million dollars and then he turned around and said nah i don't want to do this anymore i'm going to denver you said it was tweeted out by the cowboys and then someone tweets out oh he's actually going to denver and then the denver broncos social media accounts tweeting out stuff randy gregory is going he's going to denver unfortunately and uh the cowboys are they're in they're in trouble right now they keep losing players they can't re-sign guys they're cutting key assets Ray where are you at with your uh, Cowboys right now we'll see what happens they could still make some moves but re- losing Randy Gregory is a big loss for the Cowboys oh man I, I don't know why I do this I, I don't I honestly I mean even even just next to me sitting here Dallas hat another Dallas hat just Dallas shit everywhere. I, I don't know, man. Um, I was happy. Five years, $70 million, And then 15 minutes later, oh, he's going to Denver. Um, not, this, this front office is, this is not good, man. I, I think, I'm not, I, I'm hoping that we don't waste Micah Parsons' prime. Because it started with the Zeke Elliott yeah. contract. And then they, they played around with Dak and ended up overpaying him. This, this, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, man. Just a, a catastrophic failure from a front office. Now, to be fair to Dallas, it was reported that they tried to slip in some, um, some language in the contract that would basically void his guaranteed money if he were to fail a drug test. Now, there were some credible Dallas sources that tweeted out and recorded videos and posted on YouTube that this language was no different than any other standard contract that any other Dallas Cowboy has. All of them have this clause in their contract, including Randy Gregory, who Dallas stuck by him through all the years. Coming out, if if y'all go back in time, believe it was 2011, 2012, 2014, one of those early 2010 years, Gregory coming out of Nebraska was supposed to be number one, number two overall pick, fell to the second round because of substance abuse issues, marijuana in particular. Um, and Dallas stuck by him. Suspensions, uh, non-playing. Dallas stuck with him, gave him the support, got on the field, played at a Pro Bowl level, and all of a sudden now he doesn't want that that language in his agreement. I'm just it, it, it wasn't new. 
It wasn't like they slid that in there at the last second. There was no contract change. That was that was fake news that was reported. And now, you know, I, I guess in his opinion, like now I'm getting the big bag. No, I don't want that in there. You know, I like to smoke weed on the side. There's like I'm gonna blow and like let, let me look. Off season, these dudes do a lot of shit that they ain't supposed to be doing, right? So he's probably like, I'm not going. To, I don't want to void my money. Um, this is probably the only big payday. This is the this is the payday I'm getting. This is generational wealth for myself and my family. I'm not going to avoid it. Um, and he chose to take his services elsewhere. Where that leaves Dallas, all that stuff I talked about them taking Traylon at 24. I think that's out. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if there's a pass rusher there at 24, I mean, you you got to take it. I, I don't know. That's a big loss, man. In D law. They gave him another three-year deal, but he's not. He's towards the back nine of his career, right? I, I think they have to go a pass rusher. In my fear, I don't want the dude from Purdue, Karlofalis. I, I, I think he's all right, but when I watched him versus Notre Dame, Kyron Williams handled him multiple times. Like, on tape, Kyron Williams was getting with him multiple times at 190 pounds. I just... I don't know, man. I, I don't have a lot to say about Dallas at this point. Um, it feels personal, and this is not what the people tuned in for. This is not good. That's all I have to say. This is just – it's not good, man. It's not good. All right, so we'll move forward then. Uh, the A big signing for me, in my opinion, is the Baltimore Ravens signed Marcus Williams, former Saints uh, free safety. Massive five-year, $70 million deal, $37 million guaranteed to really shore up their back end. We know that the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens likes to play a lot of man, and they like to play a lot of single high. Marcus Williams is really going to help them on the back end. We know how bad they were against the pass, so I think this is a great signing for them. As well, your boy, Alan Lazard, got a second-round tender from the Packers, so he may be back with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We'll see what happens with them. Deonta Foreman signed with the Carolina Panthers. Um, don't know what to make of that. Could mean things for McCaffrey. Could mean things for Chuba. But as well, it, it is important to point out that he was in Watson's trap class. They were both drafted to the Houston Texans. So maybe there's familiarity there, trying to get Watson to be, come to Carolina. Ultimately, I believe it's only a one-year, $2 million deal. So not a whole lot there. Tyrod Taylor expected to be the Giants' backup. He signed with the Giants yesterday. Um, Houston restructured Laramie Tunsil's deal so he could be on the trade block now. I believe he's only $11 million cap hit. And then compensatory picks were released today, and the Saints got two third-round picks in compensation, so that could be another piece to the puzzle for the Deshaun Watson trade, or at least to bolster that roster after the fact. And of course, late breaking news last night, Baker Mayfield had to release his statement that no one asked for oh, man. about the situation in Cleveland, about how he was so thankful to the fans, and it was in white mode, so my eyes were burning when I was reading I know. it. But he used it. He used it's, white mode, I don't man. know. I don't know what yeah. he was doing, but he, he released a statement. He's thanking Cleveland for his time and how things have been. It hasn't been easy. So, Ray, what, what do we make of this with Baker? Because Baker is... <laughs> We have fan hatred in the chat. This you is amazing. He wow. said Saints fan, and he's right. Saints fans ain't shit. And uh, but it's looking like they're the front runners for Deshaun Watson. So appreciate it. But yeah, man, Baker's uh Baker's Baker's love letter to Cleveland was a bit strange, right? It was a bit strange. Um he used his full name, Baker Reginald Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, Reagan, Baker Reagan, Reginald. I called him Reginald. Yeah. Baker Reagan Mayfield seemed like a departure letter. I don't know, man. It's just odd, odd. Uh, everything is just weird about it, man. But today is, I think today is the day that teams have to. There's some deadline. We posted in Discord. What is so, it? What, what, okay, okay so ahead, the, the last piece of news for today is that none yeah. of the signs are official until the league year rolls over, which is today. But the more important news is that all teams have to be cap compliant today. And so that means we may see cuts, we may see trades, we may see some final movements, restructures, whatever it is, to get all these teams cap compliant. Once they're cap compliant and the league year rolls over, that's when we may see some more moves and these signings can become official. But yeah, it was definitely weird. And it makes me think that even if Watson doesn't go to the Browns, Baker still may be on the way out. But yeah, like you said, all teams have to be cap compliant. I don't know what the time is. It used to be 4 o'clock the league year rolled over, but I think they might have switched it to noon recently. 
And so maybe around like noon or four o'clock Eastern time that the league year will roll over. And then we may see some more action after that. Once all teams are, are labeled captain. Oh no. Listen, I want somebody, I, I need somebody to love me the way Matt Bruning loves the Browns and Baker. Of all the, everybody was making fun of Baker and his thing last night, and Matt Bruning comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I would be hurt too if I were Baker. All he did for the city of Cleveland, Godspeed to Baker. Matt yeah. Bruning is, he is a, you talk about me being ride or die for Dallas. This dude, this dude, the, the, one, of the, one of the owners, the founders of Campus to Canton, such a fabulous website. Check out their new site. It's just, Bruning, we got to have an intervention, man. Like it, it, we've got to have an intervention with your your Baker Mayfield. Y- you stand by him through thick and thin, better or worse, sickness and health, dark mode or light mode, Reagan or not. You stand by Baker Mayfield, and I commend you, my friend. But we got to we got we got to have a talk, man. We we got to have a talk. But what happens? Your prediction. Where does Deshaun Watson end up? I, I think this is one of the big dominoes. New Orleans. You think he's New, going Orleans. New Orleans? Think yeah, he, I think he's going to New Orleans with Cajun Brandon Cooks and maybe even it was just my Brian Kelly impression. Don't don't hate, man. Don't hate. Okay. Don't hate. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, you know, the Falcons were an intriguing one, but apparently they don't have the cap space to make it happen. I saw some people tweeting about yeah. that. Um Carolina, I thought there was a tweet last night that came out that said Carolina was that they believe that the Saints were the front runner to land Watson. What does that do for the Saints? Let's just talk through the Saints real quick. What's that do for Michael Thomas? What, first of all, what would they have to give up? I'm going to assume this is just me taking a shot in the dark. First round so pick this year. You, second round. Yeah. Uh, first what round what pick I next heard, year. it was three picks, three firsts, and probably Carlos Ruiz, their uh, star, well, first round center from last season. Is what I was hearing. It would probably was, be an offensive lineman Davenport. and first. I thought it would be Davenport. I thought they'd have to so give up So they just restructured Davenport. So apparently he's only like a $1 million cap hit. So chances of him moving now with, when he has such a low cap number is unlikely. And so that was okay. kind of what Nick Underhill, the main uh, Saints reporter, was reporting. Was once they restructured his contract, it's going to make it much difficult, Ooh. more difficult for him to move because he helps them so much for the cap, right? And so it was. I was hearing three firsts and Carlos Ruiz or potentially their other um, offensive linemen as well. So we'll see. It depends on what they want. Then obviously there's seconds. There's some of these compensatory picks. And then, yeah, Teron Armstead, people are saying in the chat, they're waiting for to see because he was he was on the Saints, but a pending free agent or he is a free agent as of like a f- few hours from now. And he may re-sign if they get Watson. So that's another domino that could fall. And like you said, once Watson signs, I think that's the last domino for some of these free agents, Jarvis Landry, Teron Armstead, and a few other guys. I like this Will Fuller to follow Watson. I mean, that would be pretty cool to see Will Fuller um, in New yeah. Orleans. Uh, somebody says Ruiz makes sense. Cook back in New Orleans, so Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I think there's a lot of fallout here. I think this would. This, I mean, this is immediate. Michael Thomas is happy again, right? Mt is Mt is happy. His ankle is healed. He's back. Uh, probably good for Kamara. Uh, you know, if they take another receiver later, if they sign a free uh, a receiver, that, like that's good. Do, do do does New Orleans, if they don't have to give up Davenport or Lattimore, I know they lost Marcus Williams. I think that makes them probably. Do you want to say the front runner in the NFC South over Tampa Bay? They're, I'd say they're. I'd say it's a deadlock at worst, right? Because I New think Orleans that the Saints have Bay's a better number. team than Tampa, right? Tampa yeah. still got a few holes to fill, and and they will get that right. But at worst, I think they're co-front runners to win the division for sure yeah i don't understand shit about the cap so i just i I stay away from it it's not not my expertise but we'll see uh how this uh how this plays out does kamara get suspended everyone forgot about that he just beat somebody down at the pro bowl so who knows right who knows if he does it probably wouldn't be for for super long um, yeah, two but yeah, games, maybe. that's so we're still waiting on Allen Robinson, Juju Smith Schuster uh, signings. We have not seen those. And there were a couple of other interesting free agents that, you know, we don't have to dive into now. But Cordero Patterson, where does he end up? There were a couple of players that I was looking at like, oh, there's still some there's still some some fantasy viable options out there. Did you talk about I don't think you I think you skipped over Deonta Foreman. Or you, you, or you spent, sort of mentioned it quickly. Yeah. What do you think? So what do you initially, you and I both thought the same thing initially, right? That them signing Deonta Foreman, I was like, uh-oh, 
they, they got a deal in place. Watson's going to Houston. They would already they were already talking about trading Christian McCaffrey. What what is you uh, the most logical outcome from that is Chuba Hubbard probably just isn't good enough to be the backup. I guess I didn't think he was that bad. I didn't think he was that bad last year, but somebody's gone, right? Somebody is not going to you don't need three of them. You don't pay Deontay Foreman uh, you know, the, the, that two-year contract, and you're like, oh, it's going to be a three-headed backfield. I mean, Foreman looked good. For, I thought Foreman yeah. in Atlanta would have made a lot of sense. I still think the most realistic pro- the outcome from this is Chuba just probably wasn't capable enough as the backup, and it's going to be CMC and Devonta Foreman. But do you think there's a chance that, that Houston pulls the trigger uh, on Christian McCaffrey? It just – That'd be wild, man, if CMC ends up in Houston with Davis Mills. I, I think he'd get fed the ball like crazy and be just fine. But it's just shades of David Johnson getting moved off of Arizona yeah. after his big deal after a year. Um, I, I still think the most realistic outcome is just Chuba Hubbard probably wasn't capable as the backup. But what are, where are you at? So I think the more questionable thing, and, and I get it from the standpoint of Deontay Foreman's a journeyman. You know, I think he's only a third-round pick, got cut, ultimately made his way back to the NFL and did look good. The more questionable part for me is really the timing of it all. Like, free agency hasn't opened. There shouldn't be this need or want for a depth running back at this point in the season. This is the heart of free agency when everyone's trying to get a big deal, an opportunity, whatever. And you have to imagine Deontay Foreman was looking for an opportunity to play. And so I don't see a situation where being Christian McCaffrey's backup in Carolina is a very fruitful spot to be in from a playing perspective. And so at that point, unless they move Christian McCaffrey to slot receiver, I'm not really sure how he's going to get on the field all that much. And again, if this was in July or this was in June sometime, bring him in, camp body, compete for the backup role. I get it. but The timing is odd. And so from that same point, it's maybe they didn't like Chuba. Again, what did they win? Four games this season? Why are we judging how good Chuba is or isn't when Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks in football and they couldn't win any games after, what, like week three or week four, they were terrible. The so rumor, I just, I think the timing is odd. The I think rumor the mill is, is going crazy in the chat. I'm seeing rumor is uh, the Bills are going heavy after CMC, which would be weird yeah, after, they paid, I can see it. after they paid McKissick. But who knows? I mean, shit, if you get Chris McCaffrey, who cares about $7 million from McKissick? Yeah. CMC to the Bucks, Carolina. They said they were fielding trade offers, right? So, listen, man. I, listen, I just I think that that they were protecting themselves in the event that Christian McCaffrey is no longer there, you know. And that's a smart smart move by Carolina to lock up Deontay Foreman. I think he's more than capable of handling the rock. He looked good uh, with Derrick Henry down last year. Um, so there's that, man. We'll 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 be all eyes. Tuned in, Bills will draft Pickett. <laughs> what is Pete talking about here, man? What are we doing? Um, we will we will keep all eyes and ears on the NFL free agent landscape. Let's talk some dynasty trades. Let's talk some dynasty trades and and look at some values, some player values. What's been going on in the world of dynasty? Now you know, a couple of weeks ago we had this this big, or maybe it was last week. We had this big thing with Jamar Chase and the teardown. And whether it was a teardown or not, or was that enough to give up to get Jamar Chase? We've got another Jamar Chase deal, and we've seen this before on the trade show. And initially, I was let's just see. Let's see what the people think. Let's see what you think. So, Dynasty Trade, and when we do this on the trade show, we do not talk settings, format, all of it. It's, it's just too difficult, right? 10-team league, 12-team league, 14-team league, half-point PPR, point per first down, point per just. Grade the trade on the merit. Is this something, irregardless of format, would you be considering to do, right? One side of the deal received Jamar Chase, and he gave up, or she gave up, T. Higgins and a 2023 first. So, tear down from Jamar Chase to T. Higgins and pick up a 2023 first. We've talked about this before, and the answer was no. But are you willing to reconsider on this deal, Jay, would you trade Jamar Chase for T. Higgins in a 2023 first-round pick? I'm iffy on it. I, I, I think it's a fair deal if that's the route you want to go. I just don't know if I would make that decision personally. It's kind of hard to think that you're trading away 
a number one wide receiver, maybe number one in football for his partner in crime in on the same team, even though he was super productive. And then, like you said, a first round pick on top of that. If we assume it's mid first, which we usually do with these kind of, you know, next year and beyond first round picks, I think it's a fine deal. You know, there's a lot of good running backs in the draft. There will be a couple good wide receivers. I think if that's, you know, in the top six, you're probably going to get a really good talent to pair with T Higgins. And it's probably a fair deal. Um, but that's knowing what's coming, whether you're talking quarterbacks, if you're just talking running backs and receivers, I think there will be six players you'll be happy with if you pair them with T. Higgins to do that for Chase. I'm about, I'm trying to find a way to get kick Joe out of the chat. I'm trying to find <laughs> a way to kick our girl Joe out of chat. I do it because wide receiver. Hey, don't you come in here with that wide receiver slander. Um, but no, it's it's interesting because literally we talked about this trade a month and a half ago, two months ago. It was the same exact deal. And the overwhelming sentiment on the show was, hell no, I need more for Jamar Chase. And Chris is saying, I need more. Luke uh, said, I like the Higgins side a lot. Chase owner definitely could have gotten more. Average manager wouldn't do it. Uh, Ricardo agrees with Joe saying, I do it. It seems fair, but can't pull the trigger on that from Jake. That That's where I'm at. Like, it's fair, but give me more. I think it's fair. Um, Shane said, no chance. I want two first. Like, no chance. I want two first and a wide out for, for Chase. And that's sort of where I'm at. Like, it's a fair deal. It is the quintessential. That is the tear down that you're trying to get. And then we, anytime we look at trades, Jay, we project mid to late, right? I, I never project them being top six, top seven picks. They're always seven to 12. And in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be the 112 if it, or the 212 or the 312 because if it's anything higher, you're happy. If that's T. Higgins in the 110 in 2023, I think I'd want more. I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair trade. Um, but I probably would want more on on that deal. All right, got some more. Let's got some more. Let's take a look at another receiver. And uh, Joe's going to say she'll do it because wide receivers don't matter. But we don't want to hear that. Um, uh, here we go. We've got Terry McLaurin. Oh, man, she is going to light into this one. I, I know her. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving how I'm starting to learn some of y'all, like, from hanging out every damn morning. And I know Joe hates Cam Akers. So here we go. Terry McLaurin, Cam Akers in the 207, or A.J. Brown, Elijah Mitchell in the 307. McLaurin, A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, best player in the deal. Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah's my guy, right? I probably still lean Cam Akers. I know I'm I'm in I'm in a camp of my own here, but I probably still lean Cam Akers. And then is the 207 enough for me to pivot off of AJ Brown to go to Terry McLaurin, who I think is going to be do a good season with Carson Wentz. At least he's going to get those deep YOLO passes. Jay, I don't know, man. I don't this one I do not know. I fail to articulate for fear I may deviate. What do you think on this one, Jay? This is really hard. This is a really tough one because I think you, you're in the cir circumstance of do you trust Cam Akers more than you trust Elijah Mitchell to be the starter? And I think I would honestly take the A.J. Brown side. I think I believe just as much that Cam Akers can be good as Elijah Mitchell can be the starter. And for me, then, the tiebreak is Terry McLaurin over A.J. Brown, or A.J. Brown over Terry McLaurin, of which case, of course, I'm going to take the younger receiver that I view is a little bit better. I like Terry. If he gets a quarterback, he could be great. The tear down in the picks, I don't really care about. I want, you're getting the best player in the deal and potentially the better running situation, depending on how things shake out on the Rams. I love the Rams as a team and how they run the ball, but I think there's equal chances that Cam Akers is the starter and is good as Elijah Mitchell is the starter and is great, which he has been as long as he is the starter for San Francisco. So I think the tiebreak for me is AJ Brown over McLaurin. But it's it's close. It's very close yeah. for sure. And, I like the trade. Five Star Pete asked what the uh, what the pick is on the AJ Brown side. It's the three hundred seven. So both of these are twenty twenty two picks. Twenty twenty two two hundred seven. So let's just play this out. Let's let's put names to picks. Right, two hundred seven. You're looking at right now based on ADP. We don't have draft capital. Jahan Dotson, Rashad White, Christian. Can Watson. we say Brian Robinson? I think I think. We look like it worse than Brian Robinson, probably. Here's the thing. B Rob's gonna be a day two pick. People people don't yeah. want to admit it right now. They don't want to accept that he's gonna be a day two pick. I will I will take that bet. If you want that bet, DM the wake up show and we can we can put we can lay a little lay a little something on that. He's gonna be a day two pick. So 
I still think it's it's probably Watson, Do- Jahan Dotson, um, Rashad White in that area who apparently, just putting it out there, the NFL is a lot lower on one Rashad White than us in the fantasy community. A lot of people are saying he's probably like a fifth-round pick in the NFL draft, never going to be a starter, just kind of a just kind of a guy. Um, he's got all the physical qualities that you're looking for, but apparently the NFL is not as high on one Rashad White as we are. Yeah, man, I meant A.J. Brown to me is the best player in this deal, and I always lean that side of a trade first. Elijah Mitchell, kind of volatile, right? Like, he, he did what we needed him to do last year. I love my guy, Elijah. You know, you just never know what Kyle Shanahan and those running backs. And a lot of people saying that they don't believe A.J. Brown is that big of an upgrade over Terry McLaurin. Uh, what side did you say you wanted? I, I completely forgot. What side? I like the you- A.J. Brown side. A.J. and Eli, yeah. 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 I think I'm leaning on the talent um, of both those guys and, and not so much worried about the pick difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, AJ and Eli, it's you could have two. You know, I mean, AJ should be a one. Eli could be a one. Uh, he, he certainly played like one with the volume. So I think from that standpoint, you're looking really good. We don't know how Wentz and McLaurin are going to match up. We view it as an upgrade, but I think we understand and, and know the situation that uh, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown present when they're both on the field and healthy. All right. Let's check out another one, and this was the hot topic yesterday. The hot topic all morning. Uh, I didn't argue anybody. I just said it was good for all parties and stop panicking on Armin Ross St. Brown. Me and Matt Harmon, we went back and forth, and he agreed. J.J. Zacharyson, we talked. They're all like, dude, I I don't get it either. We were all in lockstep here. But we got an Armin Ross St. Brown deal. So right here, we got Armin Ross St. Brown was acquired or traded away for Cole Komet, Jawan Jennings in the 204 this year. Um, I mean, for me, this is this is just not a this is not a deal that I would do, Jay. Um, this this is this is not I would want the Amon St. Brown side of this quite easily. Um, 204 again, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, Cole Komet, and Jawan Jennings for Amon Ra. This is a trade that I would not make. I, I do think that Amon Ross St. Brown, as it stands today, is the wide receiver one for the Detroit Lions. It's not DJ Chark. They re-signed Khalif. The fact that they re-signed Khalif, right? Let me tell y'all. Everybody keeps saying they're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round. I don't believe it's going to happen. If y'all want to take a bet on that, we can do that too. Them bringing back Khalif Raymond, which didn't make sense, but I don't think they're taking a wide receiver at thirty-two. I think they're going Malik at two, and I think they're going to take best player available at 32. I do not believe they're taking a wide receiver there. Maybe in the second round, but the hit rate goes down. Every every round you go down, and I'm not betting on the seventh, eighth wide receiver off of the board to usurp Amon Ross St. Brown from day one. Like, I don't believe that's going to happen. I, I don't get the widespread panic over Amon Ross St. Brown. This is this is a trade that I would not be making. Uh, or if I can get Amon Ra for Jennings, Komet, and the 204, sign me up, man. Am I crazy here? I don't think you're crazy at all. You know, you're I think you're barely even getting what you paid for him in rookie drafts last year. He was like the two six, two seven, and then you're really only adding on maybe another second round pick in Cole Komet, Jawan Jennings. Yeah, sure, he's great on San Francisco, but we don't expect him to be much more than a depth piece for them. And not so much for us in fantasy. So I think it's Amon Ra pretty easily. You know, you can say, oh, well, I'll draft this guy in the second round and I'll be fine. Or I'll draft this guy in the second round. But you already drafted Amon Ra St. Brown in the second round and you are seeing massive returns. So why are you now trading that to take another shot on another guy hoping you hit again? And, you know, we talked about this last week. Assuming you're the best drafter in the world is not the best scenario and not the way you want to go. If you can get proven talent. Hold on to that unless it makes sense for your roster. And I think yeah. taking on Ross St. Brown in this side of the deal is definitely the way to go for this trade. And I just, uh, here's my thing, man. I, I, I know what happens in these type of deals. You're like, oh, I need a tight end, and I, I think I'll like the replacement at 204. It's just a bet I'm not willing to make. Like, everybody, and here's my thing with Amon Ra. Everybody's talking about, like, his value, the fact that he's not going to get a 30% target share should already be baked into his value. 
Nobody should be thinking he's going to command the type of targets that he did last year. That that's just that's football, right? Like he's not going to when other people are around, he's not getting thirty percent of the targets. But the other thing that people fail to like, I I don't know why he was a rookie doing what he did last year as a rookie. That, that that's not an accident, right? That's not an accident. And the way that they used him, the confidence that they've shown in him, the fact that they did not sign a number one type wide receiver like an Allen Robinson, a Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, it's, this is clear as day, folks. And I'm just telling y'all because we did the same shit last year, different position, but it was the Dalton Schultz-Blake Jarwin train. And I kept saying, like, yo, go get Dalton Schultz. Like, that's the that's the one you want. Those targets were earned, and he's going to get them again. Oh, no, it's Blake Jarwin. They're going to bring in another tight end. Blake and now Blake Jarwin's cut. Dalton Schultz is going to be one of the highest-paid tight ends in the NFL. Amon Ross St. Brown, for every target that he's going to lose, potentially it's only going to increase that much more because he's going to get more volume as the number one wide receiver in that offense. Don't be silly. Don't fade Amon Ross St. Brown, and don't I, I would not do that trade. Amon Ross every time. Is this the big boy one? No, this isn't the big boy. We saved the, the Deshaun Watson joint for the end. All right, so right here, another – Tear down. And this one is beautiful, in my opinion. You've got Javonta Williams being acquired. Javonta Williams, the 101 this year and the 104 this year, being acquired for Jonathan Taylor in the 206. Love JT, Dynasty RB1. Give me Javonta, give me Brees Hall, and give me whatever's at 104, whether that's Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks, Malik Willis. Give me that side of the deal opposed to Jonathan Taylor and Jahan Dotson. Um, I, I think Logan Too Real hit an absolute home run with this trade. The other side that got Jonathan Taylor is probably still very happy as well. But if I can tear down from JT to, to Javanta and pick up Brees Hall and potentially Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks, uh, uh, Malik Willis in a super flex league, like hell yeah. This this one for me, Jay, pretty pretty simple, pretty cut and dry, man. Yeah, like you said, it's it's very easy. Javante Williams by a mile. Um, you get Brees Hall or whoever you want at 101, and then yeah. you get whoever you want at 104. It's regardless of what your team construction is, this is a trade you should make every single time. I don't know what this person has on their roster, but to give up JT or to give up all this to get JT, they better have a damn good roster because I, like you've been really pushing the Javante train, and I've kind of been on the side of maybe we should sell him, you know, and this was prior to the Russell Wilson trade. Um, but man, he's going to be good this year. He may not lead the league in rushing. He may not lead the league in rushing touchdowns, but to get Brees Hall and to get another very high end asset on top of that, it's very difficult to pass that up and you just have to take that trade because Javante is going to be great this year. Brees Hall should be great this year, regardless of where he gets drafted. And the one four is still a pretty damn good pick as a return for uh, one Jonathan Taylor, as good as Jonathan Taylor is. Yeah, this is, this is smash in my opinion. Um, if you can get something like this, oh, let me let's switch Javonta Williams out. If that was DeAndre Swift, you make that deal. I think it, as long as you get a running back who is pretty good, like even just, if that just, was Alvin Kamara, yes, how would yes you feel no, about that? Yes or no? So, yeah, I mean, shit. When you say it like that, Kamara one on one and one. You're going high end, you? right? Like Swift is still a young first round running back or second Antonio round. Antonio Gibson, like a guy that we Antonio Gibson. Would you do it if it's Antonio Gibson one on one and one on four? I think I would. I think I would. And Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Ooh, no. one one four. I think you're going far, too far down at that point. But Travis I, you ETN. know, again, it's Travis Etienne. Take out Javante. Travis Etienne. One hundred one. One hundred four for JT and two hundred six. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could. I like Etienne. I don't think I like him that much. ETN, Brees Hall, and if that's ETN, Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker, how do you feel? Three running backs for JT and, and Olave. No? No, I don't think so. I think it's a little bit, a little too much unknown. Like, you got three running backs, you don't really, because even ETN, we haven't seen play in the offense mm-hmm. yet, right? We we like mm-hmm. them, but three guys, you have no idea what their outlook could be, and that's that's the scary part, but I do, I like ETN, but maybe not as as the focal point of that package. I think once you get to a certain tier, the focal point is Brees Hall and not the running back, right? Okay. All right. All right. Let's look at the last one, which is a massive one, and it features one of the players that I asked uh, to be included in these trades for today. One, Deshaun Watson, and I just have it labeled Big Ass Deal. 
All right, this is a big-ass deal. So, one side received Deshaun Watson and Jamar Chase. One Deshaun Watson and Jamar Chase was traded away for Ryan Tannehill, DJ Moore, CeeDee Lamb, Cole Komet, Michael Carter, the 108, the 208, and a 2023 first-round pick. One more time for y'all listening on the pod. Deshaun Watson and Jamar Chase were traded away for Tanny, DJ Moore, CeeDee Lamb, Cole Komet, Michael Carter, 108, 208, and a 2023 first-round pick. Big-ass deal. Jay, where are you at on this uh, on this monster of a trade? I think I am on the D Watt and Jamar Chase side. And um really? the main reasoning why yeah, the main reason why I think is the replaceability of a quarterback, right? So we know that Watson's probably at worst a top six, seven quarterback to go all the way down to Ryan Tannehill. Even though you're getting DJ Moore, even though you're getting CD Lamb, you get Michael Carter. The 108, are we really getting a quarterback we're happy with at 108? Probably not. 208, sure. 23 first is nice. But I just think that with what you have in Watson and Chase, that package doesn't quite stack up. I think I'd want to consolidate some of those lower assets into higher end pieces on a team. Now, of course, this is basically taking a whole team on. You're, you're taking someone's of, entire team, right? Like it's a, a lot, lot of pieces. That's a lot of assets, man. That's a, I mean, there's no doubt the Watson and Chase side, that's the higher caliber of players. There's no doubt. There's no Watson. Yeah. Watson is infinitely better than Ryan Tannehill, but you're giving up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight assets for two. And that 2023 first, we project mid to late, but the 108, you're still in Garrett Wilson, uh, Isaiah Spiller territory, Drake London potentially, uh, Kenny Pickett. So it could be two quarterbacks, DJ Moore, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Carter, 208, Brian Robinson, 2023 first. That's Zach Evans, Kayshawn Boutte. It's a lot. It's a lot of capital to give up for Watson and Chase. Now, if you make this move, if you trade for Deshaun Watson and Jamar Chase, and you are able to afford to give up DJ Moore, CeeDee Lamb, multiple rookie picks, I, I, I would assume that your team is pretty good. And the more you look into this, do we really care about Tannehill? Probably not. So you have to assume he's not going to be there in a year, right? Yeah. Maybe two, but I believe he can be cut next year. Is yeah. is how his contract is Komet set up, and, and so you Carter, have to assume you're not having a quarterback. Komet and Carter, they're fine, but they're just as unproven as the day. You know what I mean? Like that. The more I you, think you have to be rebuilding, right? If you're rebuilding and you take this package for those two guys, and then you consolidate it further. You trade DJ Moore, you trade CD Lamb, you trade Michael Carter. Maybe that can get you a bigger return than just Watson and Chase, yeah. but I don't know. It depends on it depends on your league, right? Watson and Chase should be worth, what, five to six first-round picks alone? And then yeah. you figure, you know, can, yeah. can the same package net you five or six first-round picks? Maybe, depending on how they view C.D. Lamb, we know that D.J. Moore isn't quite where he should be valued from a value perspective. Production's there. The value doesn't quite match up. He's probably a bit of a buy low. But I see maybe three first-round picks, four first-round picks, on top of obviously the My, two you're getting. So it's, it's close from a value perspective. What, but you I, have what, to I'm, doing, it. what I'm doing here, man, immediately... I'm trying to just flip everything for picks. Like at this point, I'm just yeah. If I trade Watts, if here's my thing with trading Jamar Chase. This it just it has nothing to do with this deal, but just in general. Every year we we spend so much time evaluating these wide receivers because we're looking for the next Jamar Chase. We're looking for the next AJ Brown. We're looking for the next Justin. J you fucking found him in his first season. Like there he is. There's the guy that you've been looking for for years in rookie drafts, right? You have him on your roster. I get Dynasty is this value game, right? Like, where's the value? You can get... But let's just, let's just take it, even if it's 101, 102, and 103. You have Jamar Chase. There's no sure thing in a rookie draft, man. So you're, you're, you're trading a known commodity. You know what he's going to be. He's 21. Like, he... He hasn't even reached prime levels of playing wide receiver, right? He's he's still 
He's just out there playing around. He didn't even play football a, a, a year ago, right? You, you're looking for that in these rookie picks. My thing is, why are you actively trying to move that, right? I, I don't know. I, I see it from both sides of the coin, man. Um, If I got this package, if I'm loco... I'm trying to trade CD Lamb. I'm trying to trade DJ Moore. I'm trying to trade Ryan Tannehill. 100%. I want to turn all of those into picks. I want as many picks as I can get. If I could trade Lamb for two first, one this year, one next year, boom, you're gone. If I can trade DJ Moore for a first and a second or two first, boom, you're gone. If I can get a second for Tannehill, you're gone. A high second for Tannehill, you're gone. Michael Carter, high second, you're gone. Like I'm trying to turn all of those assets into and if I had to keep one it would be CD Lamb that would be the foundational piece that I built around DJ Moore can go Tannehill can go Komet Carter can go um like I, I'm just trying to load up on picks but I, that that's a lot man that's a lot to give up lots to move uh I don't know what everybody's saying in in the comments but yeah if you could if you could flip for those assets I just I, I don't I don't understand why people are actively trying to get rid of good players like actively searching to trade those are these are dart throws is as good as Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and Drake London and Traylon Burks are or at least as college profile athletes are there's no sure thing and when you find the sure thing in their first year like you know what Jamar Chase is going to be for the next 10 years you know what Kyle Pitts is going to be for the next 10 years I'm just not inclined to move off of those guys that quickly, right? Especially for dart throws, which are rookie picks. They're all fucking dart throws, man. So it's just something that I personally don't particularly like to do in Dynasty, but I know a lot of people do, and I'm not going to knock it if that's your strategy. The value game, uh, not going to knock it. Jay, any final thoughts from uh, anything today, anything you're looking for, man? We got one more show tomorrow. Um, I'm looking through the comments. Anything you want to leave us with? No, I think that I'm waiting to see, right? Today could be the day we get Deshaun Watson news. And of course, that will be the lead story tomorrow. Um, I, and then now with Baker Mayfield, I don't I don't really know what the hell's going on. I never thought he was a trade candidate unless it was in a Watson deal. But now it seems like maybe we see Jimmy G potentially go there or something. There, there still may be some movement in the quarterback landscape. As much as I thought it was mostly settled other than Watson, uh, there may be some more movement, which is interesting because... The NFL is better when we get some movement. It's lots to talk about, lots of new scenarios, and and I want to see who else gets moved. But apparently, though, and I was hearing this yesterday, apparently the market for Juju is not very good right now. Apparently not a lot of teams want him, whether he's asking for too much money or teams just don't want him on their roster. Again, you know, people make fun of Juju a lot, but I'm not entirely surprised if a coach is like, you know, he, he does a little bit too much. Maybe he's a little immature. Who knows what it is, right? But he hasn't always shown that he deserves this big contract on the field from a reduction standpoint or in at times the way he carries himself. So we'll see what the market is for Juju, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I do like Juju. I think he's still a buy low and I think people are sleeping on him a little bit, but we'll see. That's, that's still for me, him and a Rob. I think a Rob's going to take the most money. I think I'm not going to try to say he's Kenny Galladay, but I think that he's just looking for a big deal. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, make sure you check out those wallets, everybody. Stay tapped into free agency. I have no clue what we're going to do tomorrow, wherever the wind in the NFL takes us. But we love y'all. Yes, hit the damn like, but thank you. Tip the bartender. Just like the damn video, right? You're already on YouTube. Just hit the thumbs up button. It's good for the algorithm. We love y'all. We out. Peace. Peace.